just it was a dude trapped inside another dude playing another dude. <laughs> it was hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Uh, I don't know, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm all right, man. You know, it's very vibey in here tonight. This, this is the right vibe for what we're about to do tonight, though. It feels that way, doesn't it? Feels like, <laughs> feels like we cheated doing vaporized weed tonight. If you're gonna listen to this album, there should be like a little thin layer of, of pot smoke through the room. You know, and I think when Just they out were, of respect when they were writing and recording this album, that was the environment. I believe. Yeah, they said uh, we're talking about Black Sabbath. Yeah, Paranoid. Yeah, second album. And they said uh, they're hippies. The hippies at heart, they you know they have this whole heavy metal, yeah, fucking entranceway, this gloom. We talk about that here in a bit yeah. and stuff, but uh, at heart they're hippies. And well, they're, yeah, you know, Tony Iommi not... was a brief member of Jethro Tull. You saw that? Uh, I saw Did that everybody... literally this weekend. Before you even said let's do this, uh, I was watching Rock and Roll Circus by the Rolling Stones, and Jethro Tull does a couple numbers and. Who's that over there? That's Tony Iommi. Yeah, 1968, he played with Jethro Tull for what I gathered a few weeks. Yeah, well, it was caught on film at least, so that was pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, and I can see the hippie thing. He's, he didn't really like the way the band was run, um, but brought the work ethic that that band <laughs> had. Only stands on one leg, right? <laughs> I guess he, Show off. Dude, Tony Iommi even tried the flute a few times in Black Sabbath. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to hear that. Yeah. We're going to hear that. Ooh, teaser. I, like I think it. until they told him to stop. <laughs> dated, I dated your sister until you told me not to. <laughs> Ned Ryerson. <laughs> I mean, this is one of, considered to be, by many, myself included, one of the greatest heavy, is it heavy metal? Is it hard rock? Is it the beginnings of both? Yeah. I don't know. I think you do. I got I got theories, but you know, there's people much smarter than me that could trace it back to well actually on Hawkwind's uh three you know, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> but Sabbath I think is generally agreed upon to be the godfathers of heavy metal. Yeah. And yeah. if if they aren't, the world doesn't know it. Right. So there. Thousands of bands got over on the sound these guys made and they're putting out records at the same time as the Beatles. Crazy. Heavy metal was born at the same time the Beatles were doing like Abbey Road. Well, we're talking shit. about September 18th, 1970. Yeah. It's when this album came out. In the same year as their first album coming out. That's <laughs> right. Which is the second time we see that <laughs> on this like podcast. They used to really crank them out. I think it was a Hendrix that was on the same plan. Hendrix, same plan. Yeah. Now, what I was telling you in the driveway, I'm going to tell you here now, though I didn't tell you who. September 18th. 1970, when this album drops, mm -hmm. so does Jimi Hendrix. Oh, shit. Whoa! <laughs> to think, well, that's another one. Jimi Hendrix probably has to get a special nod to founding what we know as, like, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, Sabbath, Deep Purple, those guys. That's why I, I hesitate to just say the Sabbath. But like, all those guys kind of contribute their little, their little parts. They were yeah. definitely, that was was born in the late 60s. It's like, who invented rap? I don't know, the Bronx. You know, I, I <laughs> see, see it as impressionist painters, yeah. where they're all kind of on this precipice here. And this one brought that kind of brushstroke, and this one brought that kind of vision, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Composition. I mean, this yeah, is sonic yeah. composition of this, this era of heavy metal forming. And I'd say this is, if that's the band, these guys are the rhythm section. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony Iommi definitely... Uh, 
liked his little minor half steps of doom. Oh, you know the, the satanic chords, and the tricord, yeah. the devil's chord. Yeah, yeah, I got some he's stuff a, he's on that. A big one. fan. Let's let's come back to that. All right, because it'll come up <laughs> on a lot of these songs, man. <laughs> what do you say? Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, you want to start it? Let's start it off. I mean, right away out the gates is, is a Stone Classic, War Pigs. You don't know War Pigs. I don't know what to tell you. It's been covered hundreds of times. I think the band that covered this the best, Faith No More. They've covered a lot of songs the best. They crushed it covering songs. You just put your Sgt. Pepper album away and put this on the on the turntable yeah. and what's going on. Right? Oh. I mean, for a starting song on their second album. This Sirens? Is just, yeah. This is just telling you, you fucking sit there and wait because there's some <laughs> shit coming. It's very, they are very good at being cinematic. I know they've named their influences like Boris Karloff movies yeah. and shit. You're thinking how, right, right now, you're like, how long is this going to go on? 40 seconds? Oh, shit. Change up. Yeah. With one of the best opening lines of any album ever. Generals gathered in their masses. Just like witches at black masses. War and a cult right there. <laughs> That's right. You're fucking creeped out at this point if you're 13 years old. War and Satan. And they're interchangeable. In the fields of bodies burning. I mean, is there going to be a beat to this song? I don't know what's going on. I wish somebody would tell me. Uh, what? What was that, Whitley? Dude, this is Gandalf waiting to fucking fight the Nazgul. Dude. Zeppelin sang about that kind of stuff. And Black Sabbath just played it. Right. <laughs> they were going to sing about it. They were going to be about it. Yeah. <laughs> that is why. I mean, what did you, could you have possibly heard before, besides their first album, that would have prepared you for that, to, put, to hear that in 1970? Yeah. And kicking into this groove is just <laughs> nuts. Still talking at you. Well. It's almost funky. Yeah. Well, they got, they have the groove. This is what a lot of bands, and and our guest reviewer mm-hmm. is going to mention this. This is where I'm actually getting it from. I'm going to steal his material. You Fuck him. Do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. Um, they These guys retained having that groove, whereas some of the other ones didn't. No, and I think that you can count that to Bill Ward's jazz training. Like, jazz they know how to hold a groove. Yeah. Yeah. Not everything in the he- is heavy grooves. This rhythm section. There's what? Yeah, one of the top rhythm sections of oh, all time. It could be. They're <laughs> they're high up in the in the seating. Yeah. Better than John Paul and what's his name? They're Dan- in the same Danny? conference. Danny Terrio. <laughs> John Bonham. John Bonham and uh, John Bonham and anybody. Shit. They're walking down an alleyway, and they... Okay, fist fights. Oh, okay. They're walking down an alleyway. John Bonham, John Paul Jones, fucking... (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> Bill Ward and fucking Geezer Butler. I think Bill and Geezer take this one because they're 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 from Birmingham. They don't fuck around. You're not fucking around, dude. Now listen, I'm sure that John Bonham could throw down. Yeah. He's a beast of a man. Yeah. And probably in a drunken rage. But John Paul Jones is not, not so much. much. He's, <laughs> He's um, an eye gouger. Yeah, maybe a slapper. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm guessing the two kids from Birmingham are going to clean up on that one. Yeah. This Bill's a big guy, too. Yeah. He's a massive. And, and he got bigger. And that was a dispute about them getting back together. And he was it? included Since on the when tour. Did he, he had his shirt off. The, when did they care about it? He's been rocking man titties behind that drum set for like two decades. And nobody gave a shit. Dude, man titties are understated in bringing the thunder on a drum kit, dude. Yeah. It, there are some huge, sick drummers. I th- yeah. You got to be suffering from a little gynomastia to really drop a beat, I think. <laughs> it's that heartbeat you wish you had. Yeah. That's stable. <laughs> Pretty, as far as pro- protest now tunes go. darkness will stop turning. Speaking of uh, Geezer, he wrote most of the lyrics. Yeah. Which I've always find interesting. I'm glad we're going to have some of the lyrics on this. I don't see it scrolling up there. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was that? that I was hoping it, was. <laughs> it ain't working. God damn it. Oh, look. Oh, oh I can do oh. this. Oh, you can scroll. Oh, it should be doing it by itself, though. That's it bullshit. totally calling, should be. We got a customer support. Yo, we got to pick it up, dog. This is a cold way to end the song right here. Satan laughing spreads his wings. Screams to the Almighty. Oh, yeah. Come through on this album, man. Oh, my God. When I was, I think I want to say I was probably like 12 the first time I heard this song. Yeah. Is the like the most evil thing I'd ever heard in my life. Yeah. He's just straight up name check Satan. Like that's the guy I've been supposed to be looking out for this whole time. It's like say Voldemort and shit. <laughs> just Dude. wow, you know. Jason Larrabee told me a story about how one of the songs on this album he was terrified listening to. <laughs> I can believe it. Now think about how little media we had thrown in our faces when this came onto our radar, which yeah. we could talk about. Where were you when? I don't remember. Where, I, I wasn't born yet. Right. I had four years to go before you know the world changed, and uh, this—I don't know. It was just in the ether. It was just floating around. Yeah. You, you'd hear, you heard Iron Man. I got to it backwards from like Ozzy because by the time I was online, Ozzy was just Ozzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ozzy used to be in a band. Oh yeah, we, you know that song yep. Ozzy plays called Iron Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a Sabbath song. <laughs> that's you know yeah. he just reverse yeah. engineered it. Ozzy was huge when I was yep. coming online. He went to court several times to defend uh, his music and the music he played um, against us teen suicides. And yeah. won both times. Yeah, once in Sabbath and once solo. Yeah. Which is which is right. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. think I don't think that's their fault. No, it's not their fault. We could get into why, but it's well, just it's never it's never the music or the video game or the movies. No, and fault. I think it's funny because nobody would think that you play you're playing this now. We're playing it. Yeah. Play it on the radio. Nobody that wouldn't even cross anybody's head now. Yeah. I mean, and Mar- what Marilyn Manson went through a little bit of that blame as well. Sure. There's definitely those echoes that happened. Judas Priest got got a little of that. Yeah, 
Do you know who never got any of that? Bobby McFerrin. And he also not didn't get too much praise for making people happy. No, he got dissed by Chuck D pretty harshly. So yeah. It's, I have you to take your L when you get it. It's a mean world, dude. It's tough in the streets. The end of this song is actually has a name, which I did. It's called Luke's Wall. What we're listening to right now is... Yeah, and I don't know what that means. I prefer not to call it that. I just That's just all war pigs to me. So how do you think they get this effect? Somebody just puts their finger in the spool and just. You think? I think. You know. I believe it's old school enough. Hold on, let me pause this. We're not ready for this yet. We're not ready. That's a teaser. You got teased. <laughs> but the hits don't stop coming on this album. Shit. Sure. And I mean that next song. That's the that's the namesake. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I guess this, the album was supposed to be called War Pigs. Yes. Somebody didn't think that was marketable. What were what was uh, what was Black Sabbath called? Before they were called Black Sabbath. Oh, I think they were called Megadeth. What? No. No, no, Maybe. that wasn't them. That was Pink Floyd. Did you know that? Oh. Pink Floyd was called Megadeth oh. for a while. That I had no idea. So I think Sabbath was called Earth? Yep. Yeah. And before that, they were Polka Talk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Polka like the music? Yeah. Polka Talk? Talk. Talk? Like yeah. powder? Like, um... Uh, tusk, but where the S is an L. Hulk. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that word. I, that's a, that's an ugly word. That's those are the two toughest <laughs> words for me to say, except for familiarity. Poke and Tulk. Yeah, it was wise to change that. Yeah, they weren't going anywhere with that name. Now this has got that kind of live sound. This whole recording. This whole album was recorded that way. That's why. And it's uh, when you, we didn't mention the producer, but his name is uh, Roger Bain. Yeah. Not a super famous guy. He did their first three albums. Uh, he did some albums for Judas Priest. Um, wasn't super prolific. Didn't do a ton of shit. But the reason they wanted to do this album with him is because he was one of the few producers that would allow them to track live. Really? Yeah, that was apparently, you know, there was a school of thinking back then that you broke it down and, yep, you know, maybe the Beatles, you know, people trying to chase that Beatles sound or whatever. Yeah, sure. He said, yeah, you want track live, fine. So if you're a live band with the chops, of course, I mean, that's that's how they do, they would do these albums in like a week, you know, at least the first Three two. days for this one. Three, so there you go. It's ridiculous. So that's the only way you can do an album in three days is if you track it live. Yeah. So that's how we got the job. That's why they sound the way they do. I mean, this is more metal than. I mean, it's funny. Song by song, you can each song has almost spawned its own genres in, in heavy metal, <laughs> like War Pigs. That you know, that's <laughs> like Southern metal and everything that entails. And Shit. here, you know, Paranoid. This is like what would spur on the second wave of British heavy metal, like Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. It, it all comes from songs like Paranoid. This uh, humble podcaster's opinion. God damn. Yeah. That was... See, I'm going to see how many genres they spawn in this album. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Quaintly slow by today's standards, but let's get that uh, born to be wild tempo there. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of lag, even with like, there's a little bit, a few BPMs. Always on a the, pocket. Yep. Yeah, always a pocket on, on the inside of whatever, that, whatever kind of genre that song's spawning or coming from. Make you listen to them. It's 
almost punk. Yeah. Now this is a geezer again. Right. And uh, he's basically talking about depression. So right. He's been <laughs> their lead-off single. Yeah. About <laughs> depression. That, that, this is that's why they're the greats. Yeah. And he's talked about. Back then, you didn't really know the difference between paranoia and depression. They were all kind of mixed. And, it's and, a milieu. Yeah, yeah. You know? Wow. And I'm sure Ozzy could relate. I'm sure most of them could. They said they're from Birmingham. Yeah, if I had Hendrix already had manic depression out, you know? Yeah. You don't want to double down on that. I mean... Give it some space, you know? <laughs> Isn't uh, Morrissey from Birmingham? I think so. No. Man, you set Manchester. Me up? Sorry, he's from Manchester. Yes, and dude. <laughs> well, how, how would you? I, some I, other I, band from Birmingham, but I can't remember who. Yeah. Anyway, it's a depressed area, especially in the late sixties, like post-war. It was not like no resort town. So this is the song that is like um, "Stairway to Heaven" and "Freebird" in Finland. <laughs> this is has that that's that ubiquitous pull. yeah ubiquitous and they sh- regularly shout at concerts instead of Freebird play paranoid <laughs> uh, first time I saw you play music you played this song at the industrial cafe yeah we covered this and Bobby sang it this was fun to cover but it was just like um this was a basher just I'm going straight <laughs> forward and you, you know, you get those those little, little whip fills. Yeah, I like it because they're not—they're not necessarily—they're uh, not super clean, right? You know, it's that live sound. And I can hear Bobby's style having developed off of this song. Listen to these fills. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the thing. Kind of like John Entwistle. Geezer's doing some work back there. Geezer's a bad man. Yeah. Every single one of them. I would say I was so. I listened to this album a bunch over the last week. Mostly because it just fucking crushes the whole thing. Right. Crushes. Oh, it's, it could be their greatest hits album if, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you can loop it. And what I found is it sounds great loud. There's enough air in the recording and yeah. that you can just pump this thing. Bass comes through. Ripping guitar solos come through. It is just a groove machine. And it got a, looked like it got a... A nice remaster in 2013, if I'm reading that correctly. Yeah, it blew dust off the record, and we're like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they used to make records with headroom. Mm-hmm. You used to be able to turn your stereo, like, all the way up. Yeah. And it sounded good. Yeah. Too much compression nowadays. I get it all squeezed. Squeeze every ounce of sound out of it. I heard uh, during the recording of this, Tony Iommi had a black eye from getting jumped. Oh, really? Yeah. By some skinheads? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I don't know if it's a true story. They wrote a song about it. Like they had. <laughs> it's not this one, though. No, no, it's coming up. Oh. Later. Later. This song is strange. Planet Caravan. Yeah. All right. And not unique <laughs> in their career. As, you, as they went on, they do, like, kind of, quote, unquote, pretty songs on their albums from time to time. But yeah. at the time, this was kind of like, oh, all right. On here, just far out and groovy, and <laughs> well, you're hitting that third song, third song on the record, and uh, you made that that mood in the beginning, just the end, the opening, mm-hmm. boom, straightforward, jam a second one down your throat, <laughs> and I think that one was written pretty quickly too. They did, they had some space on the album, 
Um, and even though it comes second, this one was like writ in studio. Tony just started coming up with the riff, and you know, as far as my research, twenty minutes later they had <laughs> I believe funny it. little poop. I mean, it's not a complicated song, but it's perfect. Yeah. As you get out of the way fast enough, it'll write itself. Good work, boys. This one, I think, probably took a little bit. This sounds like a jam. It was, uh, I talking about that rings of pot smoke around the studio. Mm-hmm. Somebody got their congas out. It's uh, There's <laughs> handkerchiefs over the lamps. You yeah. know, there's a vibe. And I might as well just let it roll. But this is... Uh, what genre did they invent here? I don't know. Space rock? No, nah, that's Floyd. It's their contribution. Dude, I hear some Jane's addiction in this. Certainly. Kettle whistle. Yes. And he's singing through a Leslie speaker on this. And for comparison, if you remember uh, the song Believe by Lenny Kravitz, he sings through a Leslie on that. To the same effect. It's nice, heavily affected. Yeah, Ozzy does awesome, don't they? Though Ozzy doesn't get the credit I think he deserves because he's such a ridiculous character. But really, great voice, man, and kind of a great singer. Probably will never get his due on that front. But yeah, bite that off too many bats. That's what happens. How old is he right now in this recording? Early, early 20s, maybe 20. I know that he was pretty young when he yeah. got in. He might be 19, 20, 21 in there. How many spaced out teenagers? <laughs> trying to, I don't know if they put the lyrics in the album or not, oh, but they're just trying to figure out what Garrett, the fuck he's saying. You were rolling the doobie on a record cover during War Pigs he's starting to talk about shit you know after you've heard it a bunch of times you know and then you were smoking the doobie during Paranoid and this is when it hits bottom this is when you sit back in the beanbag chair (laughs) this is when nobody says something for a good minute and a half and everyone just yeah wondering what that grit is in the shag carpet underneath your bare foot I guess this is what would qualify as a love song on this album. It's all about like flying through the stars with your your special someone. Cosmic Odyssey. Unironically, I like their songs about the stars. They're like the the, the metaphors that yeah. that Black Sabbath uses. They're strong, um, it's, it, but straightforward. And you know, I think became uh, fucking well-worn territory. You know, Incubus, you get a little bit of Incubus in here. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think they do a good job at it, too, but I've, I've kind of heard it by now. Sure. You know. The prettiest guitar we'll hear on the album by far. Yeah. And what makes a signature sound. He's missing, he's missing a few fingertips. Yeah. So the last day of him working in a fucking factory, I guess it's going to be your last. It's like when you get hurt skiing. It's like, on oh, my last run, I got hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah no shit. Um, he, uh, 
I don't know. He looked at the boss's wife, and she walked by, and she showed ankle. And, yeah, yeah. And he got his fucking fingers pinched. Bad. But he made prosthetic, made his own prosthetics and yeah. kept going. Yeah. And then proceeded to write every great riff. Like, Jimmy Page managed to snatch a few before he just grabbed the whole bucket of riffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But damn it. Yeah. Something to prove, buddy. Is that like Listen, out of plastic get... detergent bottles and different types of leather until he got the combination right <laughs> and melt them and put them onto his fingers with some adhesive that took That's a while crazy. to figure out? You think like nowadays he's got something better? You think he just rolls with his own? Still make your own? I mean, yeah. after a while, if you if you're used to making your own shoes, do you? Just and that's on his left hand, his fretting hand. That's yeah. his. I mean, that's fuck. So his supervisor saw that he was going into a depression, and. Gave him some Django Hart records. Django, uh, Django Reinhardt, yeah. Some people call him Django Hart. I call him Django Hart. <laughs> Old J-Ho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously his hands jammed up from a fire that, and fingers got melted. Right, he only had like shit. two working fingers on his fretting hand, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so that was an inspiration. Uh, nice to hear. I never thought about that, but that's... Yeah, you got your... So, yeah, have you missing a digit or, or two? Yeah, Django... You got Tony, you got Jerry. Yep. Garcia was missing yep. a finger. Whose guitar we saw. That's right, in New York City. When we were in New York City. I don't know if we're talking about New York City now, but how about a little bit of... So a lot of guitar. I bet you that we had to have seen a Tony Iommi guitar over there. Was it just American people? I think it was just American people. Oh. No, that can't be true. Yeah? No, because we saw a fucking... Oh, Eric Clapton had one in there. Yeah, and fucking... A limey piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, in the toilet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this for a second. Okay, a little, we're going to do a little break. Yeah. A uh, little New York talk. Because we, we haven't. We haven't, New York talk. A little New York talk. What do you want? So we see Jimmy Page's guitar and the theremin he played. Oh, the theremin. I forgot about that. We saw the whole Who setup that yeah. was still intact. Right. We saw a broken Pete Townsend guitar that was encased in resin. That was one of the coolest things there because it was like caught mid explosion. Like, yeah. Very cool. We saw four videos of different guitarists talk about their craft for about seven minutes at a time mm-hmm. as we worked ourselves around that tiny like room. Morello, Van Halen, Richards, and uh, somebody else that I'm not going to remember. Yeah. Keith Richards, Tom Morello, Eddie Van Halen, and Kenny. Right. I was, I was hoping for a running start. We were pretty baked. We, we, were we? <laughs> We were going to have a day of culture and go to the museum, but it's not like we were going to do it sober. I got a great photo of you fucking standing behind Eddie Van Halen's guitar, <laughs> and you pretended to fucking... <laughs> you just, like, threw up a oh, little yeah. whittly. A little... <laughs> Dude, that Frankenstein guitar, man. Classic. And shout out to Augie for letting me know that was even in town. Well uh, done. He hit me up about a month before he left, so did you see this? Is there? I was like, oh... you share happened? any pictures with him? I didn't, because fuck him. Yeah, I know, but- right? <laughs> No, I, was, I think I was trying to at some point while we were out there and, and my phone started doing a weird uh, sharing from the cloud thing that I didn't agree with. Dude, there's some dirty Wi-Fi in New York. Yeah. So, and then yeah, I watch yourself. Forgot, but I, I should, I should come up. We should uh, pool our <laughs> pictures and yeah, send man. them a little picture package. Yeah. That was a good trip, man. And that was um, a good visit to the, to the, um, I think we should sprinkle some stories in it. In sure. Hour, you know, sure. We, I don't want to cover everything. But we went to a museum, by the way, because we're how'd educated we, people. Did we t- did Looked we t- at ancient armor and shit. How'd we find the toilet? How'd we find one of the best toilets <laughs> in, that, in was, that museum? Uh, 
what was, was it, like Matt? American what Treasure or what was what's the movies where he's trying to find uh, like Abraham Lincoln's uh, Merkin or whatever? Yeah, the Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage American Treasure. You American Treasure. It. That's oh, how we it? found the bathrooms. It's not. We had to we had to smoke National. the Constitution. Yeah, <laughs> and then have a vision that sent us to a Mesopotamian doorway, dude. We immediately got uh, into the Da Vinci Code when we walked into that museum. That's what happened. New oh, York yeah. unveiled itself to us for real. Like when uh, Indiana Jones has to go to the top floor to see that hex marks the spot. Yep, that's yep. what I'm saying. Shit is real, and we are true heroes. Let me just tell you: if you find a piss pot made in ancient China. Adjacent to it and across the hallway, tiny hallway, bathroom. No good line. bathroom. No line. No line. Great place to vape some weed. Clean seats. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So there they go inventing psychedelic metal. Right. And now <laughs> uh, I think they invent Marvel Comics on this one. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have a job without this song. <laughs> still be doing drugs right now plus that effect on the voice yes break. that's cool some people thought he did it through an oscillating fan but that's not true oh, that's how i would have done it that's why i do my dark fader that's how fucking chris farley did it tommy did it. <laughs> they don't trust him not to get his tongue stuck in it <laughs> <laughs> Did he just invent the clacka clacka clacka? He just invented the blicko 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 blicko. <laughs> what I love about his drumming is it's a little bit theatrical. Yep. It's bombastic. He is not afraid of Tom work. No, not but afraid. That snare though is like people are still chasing that snare sound. What's his name? Oh, who replaced so him? Uh, the guy Wilkes, so Brad Wilkes. Yeah, he tries to have a snare like that all the time. Yeah. Come on, you and Brad. Log- logical <laughs> replacement, man. Fucking yeah, he's a monster too. That was a good move. Rather have Bill back there, but you know, what are you gonna do? Well, you cannot let him go on your 2013 reunion tour. <laughs> I guess <laughs> not. You could do. I mean, Rage, Rage Against the Machine. There's another one. I mean, oh this, yeah, this riff I get. This could have been a rage song. Yeah. Yeah. Because cops all suck. Wow. That's how this sounds. I mean, it probably sound a little better than that. Yeah, but maybe. Yeah. It is a working title. Yeah. You don't know his process. <laughs> he really edited it. Do you notice this thing scrolling on a yeah, now? Yeah, I don't know why. It's... it's Fucking willed it, dude. Satan. <laughs> Satan wants <laughs> us to know. So this, I love the story of this song. Yeah. So the guy gets transported to the future, like a la uh, the, the Terminator. Yeah. He sees the world in ruins and it's destroyed. And so he, I don't know if he's controlling, going, somehow he goes back. But in that magnetic field, he is turned to steel. Yes. He wants dude, that's to, Fantastic Four. Dude. And he's trying to warn everybody, but they can't understand him because he can't talk. And then I they... did a doobie once with <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was my, my doobie, Stun. You bought the doobie. Okay. I just want to say. <laughs> and, uh, he goes back and he tries to warn everybody, but they can't understand him. So they start bagging on him and dissing him. And he's like, fuck you. Loses his temper yeah. and creates the destruction that he went forward in time. 
Wow, dude. That's like M. Night Shyamalan shit right there. That's a good story. That's yeah. a good fucking... That's, I mean, Rush? You know, you know Red Barchetta is pretty cool, but... Yeah. That's... Come on. That's yeah, right. I, I want to see that. They really did invent Marvel Comics with that. I mean, that is... That's a comic book uh, plot, if I ever heard one. And I'm going to break it down the other way. It, you know what? Maybe a little bit like Iron Giant. You yeah, right? That? That's what that I kind of picture when I think of Iron Man. I picture that, like Iron Giant. Yeah. But much scarier. Yeah, he's not... This This Iron Man that's coming back in this song is like the... Um, oh, Art Deco kind of designed, you know, very bolts. Metropolis. Yeah, you yeah. see bolts. Yeah. You see the fasteners. You're not sure. It's kind of like Bender, but, you know, uh, <laughs> not sure what's making it move. Is it gears? I don't know. Is there a person in there? Why is he being such a dick? Why do they gotta... Did they invent, like, the halftime breakdown for heavy metal? If they didn't, don't tell me. It stops. Yeah, stop scrolling it's because of the solo see what Bill's doing is just fucking just different flams here and there just oh, I'm gonna ride the bass drum for a while you see where we're going with this it's not the same yeah comes in a little soon it's a little bit of this a <laughs> little bit of snare over here a little bit of that's the live recording comes over you know, here it probably there wasn't one take that was alike that's dude three of these live recordings he'll just like walk up to a tom and just go that's it. It's just like what, Bill? Like Bill Ward. Fuck I guess you. that's a keeper. <laughs> just not afraid. Every song. Okay, so this is how they. I think the Cure was influenced by them because every song has an intro and an outro in the last like, minute and a half. Yeah, movements. <laughs> Here's movements to the world's destruction by an Iron Giant. I, I'm a. That's yeah. I am a very big fan of like epic outros. Tell you I what, enjoy though. them quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. They're so much fun to write, too. Yes, yes. I mean, you kind of feel a little magnanimous when you do oh, it, yeah, especially when you got point. like <laughs> out of eighteen songs, you have like seven of them have major outros. Yeah. <laughs> then after a while, it's yeah. your thing. How many? Ma- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta own it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be okay with it. Just imagining people want to watch it and listen. <laughs> Sometimes they do, and it just reinforces the habit. Yeah. Like maybe that outro's twice too long. Yeah, not a problem here. Oh, you oh, thought, you yeah, thought, you thought, <laughs> you thought <laughs> Iron Man was fucking done. He was just beating rubble at that point. Like there was like six people <laughs> left, and he made them all already watch. dusted. <laughs> He's shoving somebody's nose in it. <laughs> You got people strapped to the backs of his fingers while he's just punching things. Yeah, can choking I choking out buildings? This might be a good time. Oh, this, <laughs> this is the halfway. This is the halfway point of the album. That was the end of side one. He's splashing in the water to clean himself <laughs> off and shit. Well, can we discuss this album cover a little bit? Yeah, like um, what's that, going on there? Wow, what I love the color choice. Co- yeah. It's like a Dago Hobbit with a Did motorcycle. Say a Dago <laughs> Dago Hobbit with a motorcycle helmet, <laughs> with some sort of insignia on it that I can't read because that's pretty. Big. I got it pretty big up on the screen right now. He's got a sword. You don't know if and that a guy's shield. That thing's coming at you fast. I can't or tell if he's like you're under like yeah, you're, you're using tripping. magic. Yeah, you're tripping. why is he wearing cutoffs? 
hot. Like really, like Daisy Dukes. You want to know what it is? What? It's a pig. It's a pig man with a mini bike helmet, (laughs) a shield, a sash. The sash. I definitely forgot the sash. Blue underwear. And he's got that sword. You think it's glowing in the dark, but I think there's a little bit of fucking hate and black magic maybe. Yeah. You know, but maybe he doesn't even know he cast that spell because he's a pig man and doesn't comprehend a lot of stuff other than war. He's a war pig. He wants to fight. There is a tree. Am I seeing a tree there? To yeah, the and he's he's got it off to his right. He knew where it was. A little bit of grass. It's it's stark, man. Yeah, it's okay. nighttime, and that dude's not wearing any glasses or anything. Like he's got good vision. <laughs> like, and he's coming I, for you. I just think the wardrobe department could have done better on this one. I'm just not, <laughs> you know, to throw anybody under the bus like 50 years later. But come on, man, that shield's kind of. Uh, <laughs> It, that is a scooter helmet. He got <laughs> oh, that yeah. dude got straight off his Vespa. Who came with the sword? Like, sorry, I'm late for cosplay, guys. I think the production meeting was like, <laughs> "Fucking Bill, wear these shorts, put this on, get in the fucking woods, you think that's and charge at us." Yeah, I do. Really? I, it probably, it's probably not. But <laughs> did, did you know oh, they I set fire not. to Bill Ward twice? Well, you know. <laughs> And severely burned him in the legs. That's not the craziest thing that I've heard about those guys. I'm not going to lie. But but could you imagine if you just turned to your brother and and said, I told you I was going to light you on fire. Can I do it now? And he's like, yeah, okay. And squirt him with lighter fluid and then light him. Okay, well, if he said, yeah, okay, then yeah. (laughs) I mean. Dude, just tortureful. So I do. I think he's into some sort of pig mask. And I think that uh, they said, get in the woods we're going to do some flash photography and then do some of this crazy, you know, as far as technology back then for making images, you might be able to do a little bit of color rendering. I'm surprised they got that kind of saturation, quite honestly. But remember what it jumps off the the, the shelf. One of the one of the craziest parts of entertainment, you know, featuring at this point was different color oils on an overhead projector. Like right. that was a la nuts. Pink, a la Pink Floyd, kind of yeah. On a like, you didn't know, you know. <laughs> now, granted, there's some good movies coming out around this time too that maybe have a little bit better effects. Um, but we're talking uh, second what's, what's album, 19- Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. What's 1970? They're, They're still it. doing. Is that like 2001: A Space Odyssey and stuff? Like, so. yeah, it's yeah it's people like were just like figuring that. shit out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this kind of music comes along. We hadn't even been to the. Oh, I guess. Yeah, we had. We had just been to the moon, right? Yeah. So, like, space is kind of... If you think we went. Fucking <laughs> Steve Bergstrom doesn't think we went. No, that yeah. would prove the Earth is flat. Yeah. Hashtag flat Earth or Steve. Yep. Um, flat Earth Steve, yeah. Here's another conspiracy. Look who got boxed out of the top ten of albums that week of September whatever in 1970. <laughs> Band of Gypsies, a number 11, a goddamn travesty. Yeah. I never announced number 11, but that would fuck that. Yeah, totally, totally worthy. Uh, because number 10, uh, Three Dog Nights, It Ain't Easy. Easy yeah. to remember any songs I mean, off tough. that album. You know, you know what that's about? You know what a Three Dog Night is? I I believe. It's when it's so cold that you stay warm sleeping at night with three dogs. Yeah. Kind of a uh, strange band name. 
Yeah, they were a strange know. band. They had strange tunes. Well, it's, it's catchy. I kind of, I kind of like Three Dog Night. <laughs> they weren't they like the Jeremiah, the Bullfrog, and yeah, Joy to I the guess I don't know weirdos, I man. So. Come on, yeah, they, they must be a blast to hang out with. <laughs> I, I think they, they would have got along day. with War really well. I feel like those guys would party together. Yeah. Oh, he's singing about bullfrogs. That's cool, man. <laughs> well, you know what a three dog friends? night is? Yes, we do. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, number nine, the Isaac Hayes movement by Isaac Hayes. Couldn't exactly tell you what's on that record, but... Uh, Must have been good. It was good enough. Peaked at number eight. Deja Vu by Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. That's rare. The Fifth Dimension, number seven. Isn't, aren't they the dawning of the age of Aquarius, guys? But it's their greatest hits. Yeah. Which is weird, you know, the greatest so hits. The way, it, yeah. That kind of feels like an asterisk. A little bit. Number six, though. One of the best live albums. Damn. I should be, maybe would do live albums one of these times. Live at Leeds by The Who, which is fucking sick. If you ever get the chance. Um, Before Auto-Tune and Bullshit. The Jackson 5, little, little Michael Jackson... ABC number five. That's oh. just a hammer, and that's okay. That is to, just a hammer. Yeah, and we can all still that's like that hammer. song. He didn't do nothing to nobody when he made that song, so we can all still enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Guilt free. This is uh, that one's on the house with his BC and AD. Yeah, four children, and after <laughs> after <laughs> hold up. Hey, Chicago was number four. Was Chicago number two? Uh, they had very, uh, they're they're really <laughs> do inventive with their album names. Um, I'm sure they had some good stuff. That one's on the way up too. Woodstock soundtrack. Oh, that's right. Ugh. <laughs> you, ever, <laughs> you ever watched that movie? All the Woodstock. Well, it's seen, hard. There's seen, a couple of really good. There's a couple of really good uh, performances, but I mean the rest of it's like four hours or some shit. And no, I, I didn't. Three and a half of it's awful. I, if that's the footage of like Santana playing, yeah, yeah, then I've seen footage and of Hendrix Woodstocks. and Richie Havens, and then maybe the Who was pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. just not, yeah, not great. Paul McCartney's oh, <laughs> Paul McCartney's first solo album after breaking up the Beatles. Oh, okay, uh, you know what are you gonna do? Being held off of number one by. The Beatles, let it be. So, you know, that's bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, not for Paul. He's got one and two right there. <laughs> He's fucking like, yeah, I got this. Huh. This it was a good move. That is, that's the kind of shit that was going on in people's worlds when this album dropped. Well, out over in the UK, September, the UK charts, what was top on the UK charts, Cosmos Factory by Creedence oh, Clearwater. Creedence. Credence was large over there when they weren't on the charts over here. I yeah. Because yeah. nobody knew. See, over there, nobody knew that they weren't actually from the bayou. And they were all from, like, <laughs> Bakersfield, California, singing about the bayou. All of America's a bayou to UK. <laughs> um, get your yayas out. The Stones. Yeah, man. Is that a live album? Or no? I don't remember. That's before my time. So that's September, October, when this... Uh, when this had been out for like you know 15 days or something yeah paranoid this fucking hit the, the top made the charts the yeah. album did the album uh, oh. came out swinging and this is their highest selling album yeah right yeah this hmm. thing came out swinging people were onto it hit number one in the uk yeah and the and the and their number one I, I, 
the number one, this is for October, like mm-hmm. when it came out. Um, you know, single, boom, paranoid. Then they wait two years before they put out Iron Man as a single. What? Because they didn't want to just blow out the album. They knew they had good stuff and they wanted to keep their fan base going and also let it grow. Some it, rare forethought there. Yeah, you don't step on paranoid. Matter of fact, let's let that breathe. Let that air out for a couple of years. A couple of years. A couple of years. Huh. But of course, you know, stuff... You can get a real drug habit in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably did. I don't know much about them doing drugs, though I know Ozzy was a wild man. Um, but the other guys, I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. And to some degree, I think they all dabbled. Well, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Wow. Huge, Is that on this album? <laughs> huge over there. And Adam Hart Mother by Pink Floyd. Oh, uh, yeah. Big. Big time. Big stuff. Not October. So big, not so big in America. Do you know what knocked all of them out for November? Zeppelin Three. Oh, that's a good one. And that hung around for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one with the, that starts off with Immigrant Song. Yeah. So there's, Solid. So there's your medal right there. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's why I can't just definitively say it. There's got to be like a death match one of these days to really figure it mm-hmm. out. But that's not gloom. That's not no. gloom and doom. And now the to doom come, is not there. Well, you know, I think the secret for them having that doom was that tritone. And they're, they're, the tritone. The devil's triad. The devil's triad, which has taken on different meanings <laughs> over the years. <laughs> Another story for New York that we'll get back to <laughs> at some point. Maybe not. Right. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we had glimpsed the devil's triad. For sure. Live to tell about it. Dude crushed that trip <laughs> let me tell you something else i appreciate you about you yeah, yeah having only known this because of this trip you're a washcloth guy <laughs> well yeah i appreciate it doing that much uh hoofing it around the city yeah 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 don't no, just rub you know we're sharing soap too i'm just gonna rub it all over my butthole and leave it for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i appreciate the washcloth i use the washcloth i don't always use a washcloth I don't either. And I didn't I didn't in New York because um You're like put this guy rubbing <laughs> it all over your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean the thing wasn't dingy or anything like that. It wasn't um it wasn't hanging up to dry anywhere that you'd accidentally grab for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you had it you had it where it belonged. <laughs> and and it's only two days, you know how bad can it get? Yeah. Um I didn't go washcloth, but I don't take the soap onto the body. Uh, I go I first thing I hands. clean is my hands. And then I soap up hands and deliver. They're my delivery method. Interesting. You know, these things are rough, too, so, like, it's exfoliating as well. <laughs> that's your secret? That's, that's part of my secret. That's a good secret. Probably why my asshole's blown out, too, man. It's just rubbing <laughs> sandpaper on that thing. <laughs> just, I just, you got to have a clean butthole, man. You got to. What are you doing with yourself if you can't be, like, as often as possible, my butthole is as clean as I can make it without, you know, being crazy about it? Yeah, be the king of your domain, man. That's a t-shirt. Master of your with that. anal domain. So the tritone shows up in a lot of different songs, too. Not just this doom and gloom, heavy metal stuff that we're starting to hear. Yeah. But it's the it's you can do it through all the different scales. I'm not going to break it down. Like Baroque melodies, you would like to use it, too, and stuff. Creating dissonance. That's where it's at. There's something, there's something a little bit wrong with that chord structure. So, Maria... Leonard Bernstein in the play musical West Side Story. Uh, 
that features Tritone. Yeah. A little bit, little bit of something off there. Um, <laughs> Purple Haze. Yeah. You know, you, you find out that you've probably heard this a bunch. I, I know you have because you're you. So <laughs> you just hear it so much. You, you, it, it's, well, it's not even unique anymore. What, but it was maybe at this time. What scares people about this and there's rumors of like they can't they won't play these kind of tritones in churches and, yeah. and whatnot. They were so worried about it in the sixteen hundreds or so. <laughs> right. Because it has an effect. It really does. It's frequencies that kind of make you feel a certain way and yeah. it's universal. I get it. Yeah. There's not a resolve. And therefore the devil. Right. Come up whenever he feels like he hears that third like, oh that doesn't belong there. You right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh cry. no. <laughs> yeah. Um the Simpsons theme basically starts with it. Mm. South Park has it as a theme going through their whole fucking jam. Um I wrote down Twilight. I don't know what Twilight means. Well, see anything in a good minor key is going to have some of that yeah. if you so wish. Beautiful girl. That's a beautiful girls. I mean, beautiful people is what I'm trying to say. Beautiful. I was thinking of Van Halen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know how that one just makes you feel down. <laughs> but this one, uh, this one I thought was pretty cool. Is the girl from Ipanema. Yeah. You know, see, jazz dudes are and, hip. And this is what I think is when they were writing the girl from Ipanema. It's that he has that kind of beach vibe and stuff. And is this is this happening? And and. And you're you're seduced, and uh, she's got herpes. She's got gonorrhea, <laughs> you know. And if it, it did, it felt great. It felt yeah, great. Yeah. But that dissonance is just like a little darkness on the edge of town. You got the jerpy you asshole. <laughs> Go back to your girlfriend, you <laughs> asshole. Take this little gift with you and use cream. Yeah. Well, For that... the rest of your life, you're gonna do it. You'll always remember. Anyway, is that why they use it in the Valtrex commercials now? I hope so. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, tritone. You I bet you you can pick you. up a tritone in this electric funeral. This is kind of another up-tempo joint, and uh, I've got to turn down, so let me turn it back. The Wawa paddle's coming out strong. They can really shift up feel in the middle of the or whenever in a song they choose. It's like, and now we're gonna like gallop. And sometimes he can just sing the exact thing everybody else is playing in the band. Like the full band unison <laughs> yeah, is yeah. happening right here. Yeah. Dude, it's kinda impressive. You send this lineup from this time with a live sound system back to the Middle Ages, and the history <laughs> of the world is different. They it just they, changes. They'll be killed as witches because that's nothing but no. the devil's triad you right there. You couldn't get to them, dude. You could. This would immediately. This is what ears would start bleeding. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. gets the four horsemen by being like this. Check out this riff. That's the devil's chord, if I ever heard it. Slow. Steel Vaughn would say the dark arts, <laughs> that's brother. The dark arts. Uh, that is though. That just sounds evil. Yeah, slow walk, like man. To, you don't have to know shit about shit to know that sounds evil. Like, you play that to a three-year-old, they're going to make a face. <laughs> yeah, look at you like, like oh, what the fuck is this? Dude, this is what Abraham was I don't playing. Feel safe. <laughs> bringing his son Isaac up the mountain, and this thing was yeah. fucking playing. Yeah, they're all about the death and destruction, radiation. 
jerk funeral pyre. So like, once again, destroying the earth. They really are hippies. They care about the earth. Yeah. They're just kind of mad. They're they're more like Greenpeace. Like they'll they'll stop a harpoon boat in the in the yeah, and that's violent. <laughs> the sea of China. You know what I mean? These they're heralders. Yeah, you know they're 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 singing aloud these these visions of doom. They're not the ones doing the doom. That's right. That was Dr. like the Dre. last words. So many guys before they got killed when they showed up at a king. Yeah. I'm not doing the doom. I'm just telling you that the doom's <laughs> I'm coming. Talking about the doom. Uh, Cube would use the same reasoning like. 20 years later. Cube? Ice Cube. Ice Cube. That's what I was talking about. It's yeah. I call him Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> There's the... Yeah, let's go dumb time now. There you go. Rhyming, rhyming wood with flood. They <laughs> both got two O's in them. It's gotta work, right? <laughs> is that Ozzy? I don't know. I don't. It doesn't sound like it, does it? <laughs> wow. The word's so such a he bad. He sped up man. to slow down. Yeah, he sped up to die. <laughs> That's hard as fuck if you think about it. <laughs> that was kind of a flex. A lot of people sing about the, the electric eye in the sky. You know, so it shows up in rock and roll mythology yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Where else? Where were you thinking? The, uh, the, who's the guy that did the I'm the eye in the sky? I read your mind. Oh, yeah. That song. Yeah. And I think uh, I Modest the, Mouse has a song about an eye in the sky. Eye of the tiger was shake about the eyes. <laughs> the tiger in the sky. It's the eye in the sky. What does it hold? I mean, they had the conversation of, we could put thunder and lightning sounds over this. And they're like, nah, nah, nah. I think it's enough. Gilding the lily at that point. Yeah. This already sounds like the end of the world. This is a soundtrack to Armageddon. Like, yeah. why the stand? They didn't use yeah, okay. this song instead of Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah. Don't don't Fear the Reaper. I mean, you know, it's talking going, about it, but it's not making you feel it. Yeah. This may... I can see... This paints the picture. There's some real... Thanos just snapped some shit around. Yeah. And there's still... There's still reverberations. There's cascading doom like that. You know what uh, bothered me about the movie... <clears throat> Um, never-ending story is oh, they had. Boy, where do we start? They had <laughs> they had the nothing come through, and then there was after the nothing, and it sucked. And that's <laughs> what that feels like. Like right. that wave of destruction came through. Apocalypse is happening. It's coming through in waves. Earth moving kind of uh, damage, and then there's aftermath. some survivors. There's aftermath. Not to be confused with aftermath, which <laughs> was a, I thought an underrated show. Didn't Sabbath do the theme song for that one? <laughs> I would I I got nothing because they had another the, the original MASH theme song was a fucked up song from the movie that people don't realize had lyrics about yeah, suicide you're totally right about that <laughs> Dude, which came out first that movie's fucked up this... too right around the same time I bet yeah 70 
Yeah, I don't know. Before we weren't even born yet. We're so young. This yeah, and this was happening. This was this was happening. I mean, we talk about when Van Halen came onto your radar and stuff. This shit was happening before we were born. It's almost like the world started before we were born. Yeah, how dare they start without us? Crazy. Getting on with this. Ooh. And you're thinking also 1969. Yeah. Just finishing with 1969. <laughs> you know? America's new, a new still, decade. Some people are snapping. So, you know, maybe this is post Altamont, so the summer of love is over. Mm. Is that when it ended? Ready. I think it went from Woodstock to Altamont. It was very short. Three months? Four months? I don't know. Wait, is that a season? Was it? A season of the witch. Speaking of witches, these guys do not hold back with, we're just going to, we're dropping the W word. Witches? Fucking witch. Oh, yeah, witches. Witch Warlocks. is a filthy word, and you can't just, you can't just throw witch around. No, people get drowned. <laughs> people get drowned when you throw the witch around. Witch around. But another eye in the sky and the witch, all very uh, rock and roll tropes. Yeah, through time. Yeah, yeah. From Stevie Nicks to Black Sabbath. Did she sing about witches or she did just witchy people... woman? Well, that was the Eagles. She yeah, would yeah. sing about being a Welsh witch. That's like her what? publishing. Oh yeah, she thinks she's a reincarnated Welsh witch. It's a whole thing. But witchy woman. I'm about that. Case in point, that's the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... She had shit. But that's not singing about a witch. Down. Witchy woman. Is that, Sparks <laughs> fly from her fingertips, dude. She, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't you know. do enough Maybe. coke in L.A., you're gonna run into a witch. <laughs> yeah. That I that in I agree 1970. Whatever. This song I love so much. I do enjoy this one, and it's about soldiers coming home from Vietnam being hooked on smack. So yeah, here we got like an anti, man. another anti-war song, but at the same time anti-drugs as well. And goes through many movements. This one has a lot of different feels and tempos and parts, but this especially reminds me of something Rage Against the Machine would do. For sure. What you gonna do? Time's caught up with you. I mean, it feels like what now you wait your turn. the rooster was doing when he wasn't sniping. <laughs> you know yeah, I know. There's, no there's some tension return. building right here. Take your you join the other Hey, bump. First it was a clunky rhyme right here. Vietnam, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. Especially for someone. It's like, Bill, you can bloody write this shit, but you don't have to fucking sing it. You push the needle uh, for some of these songs, he's holding the lyrics, too. They're, they're, they're that fresh. <laughs> Some of them were written uh, during the time of the first album, but that was only less than a year ago when they right. put it out. Oh my god! So, but that was a real problem, I guess, at the time. Was that uh, the plentiful heroin in Southeast Asia and the soldiers were getting uh, coming back with uh, habits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, this is Rollins right here. Oh, this right. This song—you don't have Rollins without this song. 
Nice call. someone who gets that reputation of muttering and stuff he is clear as day there yeah ironically singing about the perils of drug addiction yeah which is we've seen another theme when we go through some of these albums yeah for sure having a drug problem does not preclude you from singing about the problems of having a drug addiction that makes you keenly yeah. uh, suited for the job yeah but I mean is he again I, I'm not sure where they're at this time they're this is their second album. Are they hooked on anything? This album breaks. They're not immediately rich. They're not immediately in the lavish lifestyle. And I don't, I'm not really sure how the first album did, you know, um, between its release and the release of this one. But I imagine there's some momentum happening, and these guys are definitely playing music full-time. You know, nobody's going back to the factory. There's no, oh. you know... Metallica? <laughs> I want to talk to you, just turn the tempo up. Yeah, we reached the halfway point. Yes, too. It's another movement. Several. Yeah, I don't know if too many people were singing about this kind of stuff at the time. Maybe like the MC5 or something, but they were a little more political than they get credit for. Yeah. Two. The devil always takes center stage. Any, uh, he always any, steals, steals it, the shine. Any other artistic ways for, say, in heroin addiction? You know, maybe back then? Jog the memory, Bojangles. Uh, yeah, Mr. No. Mr. Uh, tambourine Man. The tambourine Man. Uh, yeah. Needle and the Damage Done. Neil Young had a good one. What was Lou Reed doing at this time? He was waiting for his man. 1970? Uh, somewhere yeah, around somewhere there? Somewhere in there. We're talking about the... Yeah. Yeah. So they're coming back to the intro of this song. I'm bringing it back around man, again. It's just... That's such a nice groove. Yeah, now just, you know Liam was singing about the plight of the Vietnam soldier back then. I think maybe a lot of their hypocritical brethren might have been calling them baby killers and yeah, yeah, what have you. Yeah. And they're not even. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess England was in Vietnam too, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I actually have no idea if they had a single force in Vietnam. Blame them if they about didn't. The details. That's who was over there. I'm I have to do a separate podcast about the history of the Vietnam War. <laughs> this will be the soundtrack Dude, that beat I'm, I'm still reflecting on that beat That's like the uh, s- Sound of a funky drummer Like, that's it 
get it. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised get it. Get it. it's not been wrapped over. Here it comes again. Head starts spinning round. Somebody needs to. That's some Isaac Hayes shit. Get a contemporary. Isaac Hayes could sing some shit. Feel your body heave. Oh. There's so many other ways that you could play that, that drum beat straight ahead and still get 80% of this. But you don't get the 100% without that, just that little feel. And the guitar tone is just clean. It's throughout this whole thing, wah-wah and, and pushed. It's still just driving through. Like there, It has that mid-tone and some of the upper end. Bass super clean where it sits. And all of the drum set sounds live. And um, and mic'd really well, room mic'd, you know that yeah. could like they're capturing a really good feel in the production of this with probably not having crazy gear to do it. No, nah, good on Roger Bain for that. Yeah, you done well. I mean, how it's easy, only a classic. How easy could it be to to make that muddy? You know, where you're not picking up um, the nuance of how good these guys are and playing. And that's the thing, man. They you know, I'm, Andrew said it better. I was talking with text oh. with Andrew Brubaker today. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's coming out to visit um, no next kidding. week. So if that you're is. around. I'll try to be. Um, and we'll circle back to that and whatnot. I'm going to be in Shanghai. So, <laughs> you know, there you go. Um, but as we're texting, I, I said, hey, Jared and I are talking about Paranoid tonight. Tell me, uh, tell me what you think about Black Sabbath. You know, I said... Um, Hey, tell me what you, uh, <laughs> hey, tell me, <laughs> tell me what about Black Sabbath um, you enjoy and possibly about their second album, Paranoid, uh, might have struck you, if anything. Jared and I are podcasting about the album tonight, and we'd love to have your input. Uh, you have 30 minutes to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Just saying, we're going to do it. So he writes back after thinking about it for a bit. All right. By the way, he's doing well. We ever have I know, I, I'm still here. on the Tavern 10 mailing list. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Keep tabs. Um, to me, Black Sabbath worked like a blues band. They could play, period. Bill Ward on drums, Geezer Butler on bass are an incredible rhythm section. They listen to each other, and they have a groove to the sound that we think, uh, or that I think, was lost on a lot of bands that cited Black Sabbath as an influence. Mm-hmm. Of course, Iommi's riffs personally inspired me, and my playing. Paranoid and their first album, Black Sabbath, are my favorites. The guitar tone, the space in War Pigs, the way Fairy swings, the heavily affected <laughs> vocals on Planet Caravan, all of that, in my opinion, helped create a mood across the whole album that is as eerie and haunting as Kubrick's Lighting in the Shining. There's not a bad song on Paranoid. <laughs> How eloquent. Woo! Wow, I miss that guy. Right? Just dropping jewels. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, we're just gonna let you. We're gonna let the album play out. Uh, no, dude, we got a fucking drum solo. We got to get through first. <laughs> he didn't say anything about the drum solo in his nice, eloquent text. Did he? <laughs> but as far as drum solos go, I don't know. I, how do you feel about it? Well, let's let's play we'll it, play and, it. And, and you be the <laughs> you be the judge. Moby Dick, how you know, you get the guitar with you for a little bit. Set the mood. Alex Van Halen used to do this too. Spoons full of sugar that helps the medicine go down. Shit, I mean, no sound guard. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah. So many that you wouldn't have. They might rival the Beatles as far as what they inspired in people to do. Okay, the Beatles is to pop as Black Sabbath is to hard rock. And that's not even that great, you know? Yeah, hard rock, but of course there's a crossover there. I'm sure you asked Adam Levine, who's a total pop guy, he probably would love Black Sabbath. You know, there's a lot of... Taylor Swift probably can dig on Black Sabbath. I hope so. Me too. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of sinew, and there's a lot of um, architecture, bones, lymphatic systems to the body that makes up fucking heavy metal, hard rock, pop. And um, I'm going to say Black Sabbath is a spine to that one. Absolutely. You know, all respect to the hands, to the fucking buttocks, <laughs> the feet, the metacarsals and tarsals. Oh, yeah, this, go Bill. This feels like the nervous system. <laughs> so Not necessarily from... the drum solo. I'm right. Saying, just, you know, this, this album. It's that said that the drum solo came from a time in their set when they had really had to stretch for time. Yeah. So, is that, <laughs> is that what we're doing here, fellas? We're yeah. stretching for time? Fill out that side of the LP? That is why drum solos exist, if there's ever anybody else around. It's basically like... Well, I know you all can't leave, and I still I'm warming up, and I'm still feeling like playing. So uh, listen, you have to you're forced to listen to you this. You gotta let the drummer have some shine. And you know what? Truthfully, there we go. It was real. You know, the whole thing is under two and a half minutes, so yeah. it's not super self indulgent. Yeah, and I'm, Moby Dick did this really well. Yeah. But it really, and I'll just let it roll in the next song because. Yeah. It kind of connects. And if they had to write Paranoid in 20 minutes because they didn't have enough space, you got to forgive a fucking drum solo for two minutes. I'll give you two two-minute drum solo. Duh. And this intro actually has its own title, too. I did know this one. Jack the Stripper. Yeah. This is, this is some 80 tunes right here. Before that hits. Yeah. Right away, the bass <laughs> you're doing the god emperor shuffle yeah. over in that chair right now make you make a duck face and move your neck wrong like that's, yeah. that's the groove that's the pocket that's theirs that's what they brought and then you're thinking are we going to do another drum solo oh, <laughs> kind of like, wait, huh? this is I feel like you can do a different uh, facial expression for every <laughs> for every every fill he puts in there. Everybody's going to town right there. Huh? No. This is like what? probably hey, was fun to play live. Oh, I got this. There's that swing that that you heard about. I love it. it it's like it, they have no business going into this groove here, and it's awesome. It's actually my favorite song on the album. That's the closer. What happened? They let Ozzy write these lyrics, by the way. <laughs> this is coming straight from his heart.
Boots. Moonbeam. So there's varying reports that this song is about skinheads. Right. Or it could be about tripping balls and seeing fairies and boots. Uh, facts tend to lead that it might be about skinheads and getting your ass kicked by skinheads. I didn't hear the tripping balls, though. <laughs> I could see it. And if I saw it, I'd want to tell people and right? understand they didn't believe me. <laughs> He's like, I swear to God, man. Dude, this is this is the post-apocalyptic. The fucking terror is is winding down. Been months. You're still alive for some fucking reason, but you're hungry, tired, even though you don't have much to do. Yeah. You're like laying. You're like <laughs> you're like your day consists of a lot of laying. Yeah, and just like that little grain, uh, that little blade of grass growing through a sidewalk. You know, <laughs> nature's gonna take over. It's gonna rebuild. It's gonna find a way. It's gonna find a way. At that point. You start seeing fairies walking around, and you're like, what the hell? Am I really seeing this? I think I'm really losing it. And they're wearing boots because there's a lot of sharp objects on the ground. (laughs) Fairies are immune to rubble. He also had helmets and gloves, but it didn't rhyme with (laughs) everything else he had here. (laughs) Oh, God. That riff right there just spawned the entire band, Corrosion and Deformity. such a lyrical line too you think the guitar's singing there right dude did these guys invent the <laughs> maybe dude, for heavy it's metal it's quite possible because that's a good move yeah it's all it's all over this album too Bill Ward getting his John Paul Jones on right there like he's like John Paul who what watch. yeah watch Bad bass players in London about the time. You got Paul McCartney. John Entwistle. Yeah. Putting the bass in your face. Yep. At this point, the fairies are, are they're, they're doing a job now. Oh, yeah. They barely even know he's there, you know? His face gets illuminated every now and then, but it's like a swarm. Coining what would go on to be an Aussie trademark. All right now. I mean, that's his. Like if uh, James Brown has. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ozzy says, all right now. We did a good day's work here. All the nose. <laughs> Nobody believes him because smoking and tripping is all that he does. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> well, the whole song he knows nobody's going to believe him. Right. And he's it's going with his eyes you, believe. you gotta believe me. Yeah. Like, whatever, Oz. I think he really saw something out there. <laughs> I'm really starting to believe. Perfect cover. 
Yeah, it's better. It's better with the with the tripping story and the, and the end of the apocalypse than it is that uh, the whole thing was sub- just a hallucination. All the apocalyptic visions you just saw over the last forty minutes was all just a psychedelic trip in the mind of one troubled Birmingham youth. The Iron Man was just a tall oak in the night sky, illuminated <laughs> by the moon, waving in the breeze. Who is alive of of uh, of these guys right now? All of them. Amazing. Right. That's why they should be playing together and not be dickheads about it. So Geezer Butler didn't, uh, not Geezer Butler, Bill Ward. Bill Ward. Said there was contract issues for their 2013. <laughs> so he was given an unsignable contract. Yeah. Yeah. I think the rumor that I caught wind of is that he w- wasn't going to get paid a lot. He's like, sure. they, were, they were cutting him out of a bunch of the money. Which ain't right. Yeah. That's what he was saying. <laughs> I'm with him. And that's why he was like, you fucked us. But you yeah, know what Ozzy said? holding his ground. What Ozzy, said. <laughs> Ozzy said, Bill, you're way the fuck out of shape. And ain't, from Ozzy, then. ain't nobody on this side believes that you can play these songs, let alone do a whole Two hours. Like, tour and, and be able to pull this off. And, and so... Ozzy's disrespecting the gynomastia once again when he should know better. What's the gynomastia? That's when you got titties. Oh, yeah. For, for a man. Well, so check it out. Bill Ward got the, the stomach staple, or, you know, he got the band to lose some weight. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that went well. And then he also had shoulder surgery like two months after he was like, ah, these contracts are bullshit. And Ozzy's like, Stop making it about that because we all know you're you're falling apart, Bill. Oh. And so he ended up getting shoulder surgery right after that. He got the gynecomastia, uh, <laughs> the, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> the band where you tie your titties around your stomach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a sports bra. What I happened? Get was on with it. He started losing so much weight that he got those National Geographic hangers, <laughs> and they were like, "No, you are not," because Bill, you are not a washcloth guy. Give him a tank top. You know, use a washcloth, Bill. <laughs> you put the silk right on your titties. I, All of them. I think they need to do something, though. Maybe it's not a whole world tour and a two-hour show. They got to do some shit, though. Man, I would love to see. Hatchet. I would love to see all four play. But I don't know. I don't know. You're not going to hear that. No. Even if they were all back together again, it's 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 you can't, you can't live in the past, man. Yeah. Dude, what if they do get back together? It sucks. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Yeah. And it fucking rattles the arena up through the ground. Comes the Iron Man. Not a bunch of fairies. <laughs> Going to see those fucking old timers. What are you kidding me? Fairies wear boots and you gotta believe me. Oh, I, uh, I'm going to agree with the world at large and say this is a great second album. This is one of the best second albums of all second albums that we've done so far. Yeah. I think let's check let's check it off, man. Sum this thing up, man. Yeah. Recorded sound. How does it fare? People are still trying to sound like this album to this day. Everything comes through clear. It's a bunch of air in the room as well. It handles being pumped. Yeah. And it holds up. Dude. It's everything you want from this era of recording. Uh-huh. And you're right, like the Beatles ha- kind of were nailing this as well. Air in the room, you can hear everything clear as a bell. 
Yeah, yeah, two different aspects of the same idea. Yeah. Um, subject matter, writing. Yeah, you know, the flowers in your hair. Yeah. Ain't that kind of party. I think All the flowers are dead, man, from like pollution. <laughs> Man's inability to be a good host to the earth. That's what they're saying. That's what they're putting down. Right. They're, they're really feeling it. Right I've there. seen the enemy and he is us. Yeah. It's not all pretty. Yeah. It's kind of like that uh, Alice in Chains, you know, the most beautiful music to die to. Yeah, right. You know, which I don't think we have them without these guys. But, uh, you know, we say, we say that about everybody after night. Well, yeah, in 1970, there could not be a bigger chasm between, like, uh, Hollywood, Laurel Canyon scene, and Birmingham. Yeah. Night and day. Yeah. There's no, uh, no sit-ins and be-ins happening over there. With the comparison to the Beatles coming through and sweeping America, these guys showing up in a smaller room <laughs> and just throwing down like this, loud as fuck, just throwing down. I mean, that that must have been something. To, as far as going to see a show, yeah, Black Sabbath, they, they, they just. What, you get, have you heard that they had real bad shows? No. When you get that time machine put together after we hang out in our youths, <laughs> we're gonna go back to. Some shitty Birmingham club. We're going to catch. Uh... That's our first trip. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we do that first before everything else. No, no, no. That. We, I mean, week one, we're going to huff. All right. We'll do a little gas huff. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot about that. Two, what else? So you, you were hanging out with the, I don't know. You're hanging out with somebody. Maybe I introduced you to some nice ladies. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, you know, just run around, drive around and stuff. Then we'll get into our regular bodies. We're going to hang out with Keone. That's right. We're gonna... <laughs> That's right. Shout out Keone. I knew there was a hangout there. We're going to kick it with Keone. Oh, uh, tool. And then, just like we did in New York, we go see Black Sabbath. This is this is our trips through time now. Yeah. Yeah, Black Sabbath. That's the first one. Put it, mark it. Mark it here first. Set the date. Some shit went down September 18th, 1970. It was this album, Paranoid, by Black Sabbath. One of the best second albums of all second albums. Amen. You're going to hear too much more about it on this episode. Maybe a little bit more about New York on the next episode. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey. Smoke weed every day.